0: Let's do this. The Cult of Hockey podcast by the Faithful and for the Faithful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal, and I'm here today with Bruce McCurdy. Hey, Bruce.
1: Hey, David. How are you doing today?
0: Yeah, good. How are you doing?
1: All right. Need to get a little higher in your screen there. All right. Let me just, uh,
0: all these different screen's gone. No, that's good. I can't find the Skype one. Bruce, we are here today about the Edmonton Oilers signing of Corey Perry. And we've now had Perry and Ken Holland speak to the media. And um just wondering um what you know, what's your main from the press conference, what's your main takeaway from that? What what stuck with you from that press conference, or have you heard it yet?
1: I did not. I just got in the door, David. So I, I, I saw a couple of quotes from it in your post, and that's basically what I've got from the press conference. Uh, but it's, uh, uh, he said more or less what might be expected, and uh, he put pay to revisiting whatever it was that happened in Chicago. He, you know, he took full blame for it months ago, and he doesn't want to talk about it anymore, and that's that.
0: What do you and, think about that?
1: Uh, well, they they know that it's not a criminal matter, and uh, it's what they called a workplace matter, and I mean that could mean a lot of things, of course, and and uh, uh, that's the information that we have, and that's all we're going to get.
0: Yeah. Um, I um start share screen. Let me see what this looks like. I thought that was fine. I mean, because it's not a criminal matter, and can you hear me? No. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was fine because it's not a criminal matter, and mm-hmm. because um, it's it's a it's a private makes it a private matter. on, you know, you can say you know, it's a public personality, and um, people want to know. Well, mm-hmm. people want to know all kinds of stuff that's private and they don't they never find out. It was don't not say
1: never because they found out Holland said that uh, he wanted to keep it a secret until today to make the announcement and they found that out <laughs> over the weekend. Well that's yeah, that's that's how different. it came.
0: Um, the NHL looked into it for what that's worth. Um the Chicago Blackhawks took action. Um I think Perry put it to rest with his statement two months ago, where he did uh, make a full apology and essentially said he needed help. And today um, in the press conference, Bruce, he came across, in terms of what happened in Chicago, to me, he came across as, and, and, and some people might object to this, but he came across as someone, as much a victim, I don't know if that's the right word, but as someone who's suffering and needed help and is getting help and maybe that's going to work out for him maybe maybe it won't we don't know that but he came across as you know it's this is a guy who who has a problem acknowledges it takes full responsibility for it we don't know exactly all the incidents that played out over the years in relation to his particular problem with alcohol you know there might have been a number of them the fact is that doesn't matter um, unless they're criminal matters and they're not um, it's this is someone who's got a problem he's addressing it so that's why I think it's I was fine with it I didn't it's just it's just this is a his personal struggle and um, um, I don't really if he wants to talk about it th- that would be interesting if he doesn't that's fine so that's how I saw it I can't see you once you shifted screen view he just sent me a message all right, let me try that again, stop sharing.
1: Can you see me now? No, yep.
0: right. who knows what I did there? All I could
1: see was myself, and I, <clears> this <throat> is not providing me any, ah. any information in terms of...
0: <laughs> Visual information. All right, in terms of the owners, what does it mean, Bruce?
1: Well, it just means they got deeper. Uh, They've added some things that they didn't have. You know, I always like to, when they, well, before they add guys, and when they do, you know, check boxes of what, you know, what's the team a little bit shy of. And it's a shy of, or was shy of a few things that Corey Perry brings and some of those things he brings in spades. And, oh, that's, I mean, ken Hall's love of of size and experience at all positions but uh on the wings i mean oiler's bottom six is not that large since clean cost and and nick Bugstad both left town right they were big bottom six last year they haven't been this year and and uh the biggest guy is is ryan mcleod and he doesn't play that big. I guess when Evander Kane is on the bottom six, but he isn't right now. And they they just got heavier in almost every sense of the word. They certainly added a heavy in terms of how he's perceived by fans around the league of all other teams that he isn't playing for at the time.
0: You know, it's funny, Bruce. I went over the, um, I did a post on why Edmontonians hate him so much. Mm-hmm. And I watched the videos again. and I
1: read that one too. We really
0: um, were mad at that team because it was full of thugs. But really, (laughs) I think what made everyone really enraged in the end, like watching it again, it just hits you over the head. Corey Perry's wiping out of Camp Talbot is so utterly blatant. And to not call that back. And then the, the whole thing with Kessler, it's really the hatred is in the end. Like if you're fair... This is all about the NHL. Their officials and their at that time their control room. Whoever so was in the control. Room, whoever was in the in the control room was was on crack. Like those <laughs> those those calls, Bruce. Those.
1: I've never gotten wipes, over that. I've never gotten over about, that. He
0: wipes out his blocker. He hits his skate. Talbot's in the crease. It was it's ridic- It's a ridiculous call. And it just speaks to confirmation bias, because in both cases we see confirmation bias at work. Perry mm-hmm. smashes into him, skate to skate, yeah. and I think that's all the refs asked. Does he? The refs yeah. asked him, "Does his skate hit outside the crease?" He says, "Yeah," but and that wasn't the, the issue. It was, it was, it was Perry. And then on the second one, it's fascinating to watch the uh, Hockey Night in Canada discussion because they're all agreeing there's no goalie in- interference here. Darnell Nurse pushed him into the goalie. Right. And you can just hear the ref saying, well, as I saw Darnell Nush, Darnell nurse pushed uh, the player into the Kessler into uh, Cam Talbot and the control room saying, Yeah, Darnell nurse pushed him in there. This is a good goal. And and then Let's it takes not Elliot for
1: anything that happens after that because then, who knows it's only Ryan Kessler. What might he ever think to do? Because he cause wouldn't then, cheat, would he?
0: No. Oh. So then <laughs> Elliot Freeman says, You know, I think Edmonton fans are gonna be a little bit upset you watch, you'll see Kessler's hand on Talbot's pad. And then, so then they go back and they watch it again. And it was fascinating. In real time, Friedman was able to change everybody's mind on the panel
1: because he took the time when you to look. It.
0: And he, Kessler grabs his pad, pries it open, and the puck goes in the net. Anyway, so... The, the, our reason for hating Corey Perry, my long-winded point I'm making, is the reason for hating Corey Perry, yeah, there was reason because th- that was a really rough team, but if they had been properly penalized and if the officiating had been half decent and the and the NHL control room had just done its bloody job, there wouldn't have been that kind of animosity oh, against true. the Anaheim Ducks.
1: Yeah, well, they had a lot of thugs on that team, uh, for sure. And I mean, uh, uh gets left showed his true playoff colors to uh, uh, Edmonton fans over the course of that series. A lot of hatred grew for that player at that time, and everybody already hated Perry Kessler. and Kessler.
0: <laughs> right? Oh, God, Kessler was the worst in that series.
1: <laughs> he came from Vancouver, you know, just uh to... So, anyway, big difference is that Ke- Kessler, being a Canuck, a Duck, and a Team USA player, I've had never in my life ever had any reason to root for the guy which is fine. I don't want to root for the guy. Corey Perry, he's played for Team Canada a whole bunch of times and won a whole bunch of gold medals playing for Team Canada, and I liked him fine in all those tournaments. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's he's a good player. Or he was, and he's still, you know, what he brings, which is uh, savvy uh, that he's had in spades, well, he's not going to be losing that aspect. And And he's got the size and the meanness, you know, and the toughness to to play. What he did in that game five, uh, he had nothing to do with the Kessler uh, tying goal. I think it was Raquel that put it in. But he scored the winner in double overtime just to nail the dagger in, right? He scored the game-winning goal. Yeah, That's what he's kind of supposed to do. You want him doing that for the Oilers now, right?
0: (laughs) Here's what Ken Holland said today about why he brought in Corey Perry. He, he said he actually wanted to sign Perry in 2019, and we had done a story on that rumor at the time, and he, his quote was, quote, I've been hot after Corey for the last years. I think he's the type of player that every team wants on their team. That was a funny quote. Then he, he explained his thinking. Between the hockey, what he brings to a hockey team, his winning pedigree, and what he's done over the last months to make himself a better person, we felt this was an opportunity to add a player who can make us better on and off the ice. He's a great leader. Come playoff time, you think of blue paint goals, greasy goals, and that's what Corey stands for. We're adding a player that plays playoff hockey. Greasy, gritty, dirty, heavy on the puck down low.
1: Unquote. Did he say dirty?
0: He said dirty.
1: looks hockey. isn't dirty hockey? (laughs) But they do, I think, kind of need an element of that. And that guy, I mean, he brings the grease in absolute spades. That's been his Who, trademark. yeah. Never been shy about it. He just brings it hard right to the net front to the round. and he's he's one of the very best. I noticed this even when he's in London, how good he was at um controlling the puck right in around the sides of the net and being able to pull it hard out in front and make a hard play with it. And yeah, and he's so big and he's skilled enough. And he uses skates, stick, everything, uh, to uh, to uh, you know, bowl the puck towards the net is one of one of his features. But uh, you know, he can obviously pass it as well. And as of today, he leads the Edmonton Oilers in career goals with four hundred and twenty-one. You know, you got to respect that career NHL goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of any oiler. McDavid and Drysdale and Kane—they all reached three hundred last year. Well, Perry's over four hundred. So
0: here's what uh, Perry said about coming, uh, about what he's what's been happening with in the last couple months. Uh, "Quote: It's been a long time to get back to this spot, to be back on the that ice with players in the NHL." And as a side note, he was on the ice with the Oilers this morning at practice. I uh, continued quote, I have to thank my family, my friends, all the support I have gotten, the support of my counselors, and just try to better myself each and every day. It's been a world of difference, the help I've gotten. So I think this is because of his owning it and owning that he's got a problem. I think that's what has changed that's most cool. people's minds. I think people were actually, it was the fan base was split initially, Bruce. Mm-hmm. In fact, we did a poll and they were split. It was almost 50-50 yeah. before that statement. Mm -hmm. Now on the internet, I'm not seeing very much complaining. It's not like when Kane signed here, when people had, many, many people had serious misgivings. I'm not seeing that in this case. It's not um, that kind of situation. There's a lot more um, sympathy for the player based on people's understanding of um, alcohol um, problems and um, what he's Mm -hmm. dealing with.
1: Yeah, I believe he referred to mental health also in that statement, yeah. and uh, and the relationship between the two. The, you know, the with I uh, said, anyways, it, it's uh, uh, something too many people have gone through. Certainly, know people or have people in their family that have gone through that. Uh, uh, you know, understand some of these issues, and uh, you know, he. What's the right thing to do once you've made a mistake? Is accept the blame for it and and uh, apologize to everyone and move on? And that's what he's doing. So,
0: Bruce, I'm going to read you some of the comments from social media and podcasts and stuff, and we'll end off with that. Um, here is Rob Brown from the Got Your Back podcast. Um, quote, the only way you can do this as an organization and as a GM is you trust that your room is strong enough. You bring in an Evander Kane into your room. You better trust that Leon and Connor and Nurse, that those guys are strong enough. Bringing Evander Kane in, he had way more baggage than Corey Perry. I've said for about six, seven years that the players, the player that the Edmonton have been missing has been Corey Perry. And my friends hate it because they all hate Corey Perry until tomorrow morning when all my friends will love Corey Perry. So he said that last night. So he's, um, you know, I'm not as, con- there seems to be a, there's a widespread conviction that Corey Perry is really going to help the Oilers. I'm not as convinced of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see him play in Chicago. So I, again, I'm on the fence. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. I, I know that most people seem really positive about this, but he is a 38 year old player. Yep. Um. Things can, things can happen fast for players, anyone in the NHL because of injury. Because of age, they're usually related so um it'll be interesting he's not known as a as a fast skater um <laughs> so willie no. how is how is he going to fit in on the orders how how's he going to do is he going to be solid defensively is he going to be a solid two-way player and uh, you know what role is he going to play on the team i'm not I'm not saying he won't be really great. Uh, in a limited role on the fourth, third or fourth line, that, that's a real possibility. But I just, I, I, I don't have any opinion on. It. I'm just going to be open to whatever I see on the ice, and we'll go from there.
1: Well, presumably, Coach Knobloch will be in much the same boat. You yeah. know, he's going to pick his best twelve <laughs> forwards to play every night, and he's going to going to rank them by line more or less. And and uh, uh, all of those guys are going to have to prove themselves. Uh, uh, to keep their spot in the lineup, you know. I, I my question for you is, how do you, uh, how do you deploy the guys at the bottom of the of the lineup? Do you do, you rotate guys out and have, say, uh, you know, Ryan and Janmark and Brown and Perry, all on a list of guys who comes out every few games, and uh, and they all get mostly get to play and don't have to play. Three games and four nights necessarily, you know that.
0: Yeah, with those older players, it's great to have a bunch of them mm-hmm. uh, that you can rotate if you can afford it. And his contract, yeah. um, he's got the minimum salary um, this year, and a what is it, a three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars bonus, Bruce?
1: Well, multiple bonuses that sum to.
0: Yeah, that. if if he if they go deep into the playoffs, he can earn as much as three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, which will go against the cap next year. To find a negative comment, Bruce, I had to go as far as Philadelphia, where Flyers fan Mike DiGennaro DeG- said on uh, Twitter, quote, this is the most overrated move already I've seen in a long time. If anything, it'll take this thing backwards. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is over. Like, I was just talking about how everyone's convinced that it's going to help the orders, And maybe, you know, they may have more knowledge of Perry's game this year than I have and, and be more certain of it. But... um
1: Well, he had four goals and five assists in 16 games in Chicago. You know, that's not terrible. He was playing uh, 14-plus minutes a night. Uh, I'm not sure how much of that he was playing with Bedard. I don't imagine that much because I'm (laughs) not sure their style's mesh. But um, he's been, I mean, the last five years – since he left anaheim he's played 285 games got uh uh 116 points so about a th- something in the 30s per 82 game uh rate and that's not playing as many feature minutes though he did get some on the power play i noticed so yeah. uh he wouldn't get much for, he wouldn't get first power play even he would get second power play
0: Pretty here's, sure. yeah. here's what Alan Low Tide Mitchell of the Athletic had to say: Quote, "Signing Corey Perry means no Patrick Maroon. Foot speed is an issue. Also, the Oilers have used 1,000 right wings since McDavid arrived. It is officially the Spinal Tap drummer spot on the roster. <laughs> They've used lots of players at every position <laughs> since McDavid's arrived. Um, I mean, I don't know, Pat Mar- Pat Maroon, um." i think I might rather have Corey Perry than Patrick Maroon um, in the on the roster. Um, Maroon's not as doesn't seem to be scoring that much this year, and I'm not sure maybe his games dropped off more. Here's what
1: voters... Um, go, go ahead, Bruce Curlock's uh, equivalent quote.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get there in a second. Yeah, okay, all right. It's on my list, Bruce. I don't want to all jump right. around on the list here or gotcha. lose my lose my place. Here's um. Hall of Fame hockey writer Terry Jones quote, I have no problem with the Edmonton Oilers acquiring Corey Perry, but I believe the biggest improvement in the second half of the season will be Dylan Holloway, unquote. Fair enough. Um, right. Here is uh, Oilers fan Jackie B quote, fam, it's 100% okay if you've flip-flopped on Perry coming to Edmonton. I have mixed feelings for sure. But I just want to win, and he improves the bottom six. Uh, me to Perry before his first game as an oiler. One, find a number. Find a different number because you will not strip Derek Ryan of number 10. And two, be a pain in the ass, but only to other teams. Any shenanigans directed at our boys or our club, and I'll cut you. I think she just means, like, cut him from the roster. Yes,
1: uh, I, that's <laughs> how I took it as well. <laughs> Good point. Though you have to choose words like that very carefully.
0: Um, I think. I think. Yeah, I guess some people have mixed feelings on this. I. I, I don't like. I just think can he help the team or not? Yeah. It's. Um. It, you know. Mm-hmm. I. 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 Unless there's criminal charges against the player, I adopt the not. Al Davis yeah. attitude of just win, baby. And uh, I hope he helps them win.
1: Yeah. Well. I'm, I'm ambivalent on him. I, he's a player that's very easy to hate because of all the ver- various and nefarious ways that he tries to and sometimes does beat your team. And I, I you know, hated him as a player on the ice. Uh, I'm not sure I ever had any issue with anything he did anywhere else until this thing came up and he owned it. So, you know, he when he played for Team Canada... I don't remember there being any problems with Corey Perry. Am I wrong? I, I don't remember any.
0: I don't actually don't even. He was on the (laughs) Vancouver two at two ten team, and I don't really remember him on that team. Like honestly, I, um, I mean, I just from that tournament. It's, it's not as etched in my mind, let's say, as 72 or 87. I remember Sidney Crosby's big goal,
1: mm-hmm. but I
0: couldn't tell you all the lines on that team. Maybe you maybe you can remember that, but I don't well, even remember them that well.
1: It was Corey Perry's goal that would have been the winner and and the gold medal game until uh, USA tied it up with the goalie. I remember in sent it to overtime that uh, Crosby scored in.
0: I remember a lot of late goals in that game. And,
1: like, yeah, well, yeah. it was Perry that nearly had the gold medal goal in that game. Like I mean... He did, he delivered in the crunch, let's put it that way, and uh, he's done a whole lot of that to my eye for a very long time.
0: Here's from owner fan Darcy Woodguy-McLeod, quote, <laughs> I am looking forward to Corey Perry to break his cup-losing streak. His brand of assholishness was shitty to watch play against the team I cheer for. Now that he plays for the team I cheer for, I welcome it. Yes, I am that shallow when it comes to making Edmonton better, and uh, I, Dar- Darcy expressed my own feelings very well there.
1: <laughs> Sorry, not much to not much to add to that, and and uh, uh, my friend Darcy gets to the heart of the matter as is very often the case.
0: <laughs> oh, here, here's a good one. This is you from want the Cal- a team
1: with edge, or do here, you not want a team with edge?
0: Yeah, that's right. Here's one from the Calgary Flames uh, fan site, the Win column on uh, X Twitter, uh, quote, Corey Perry is insufferable. Evander Kane is insufferable. Perry and Kane Kane on the same team is beyond insufferable. <laughs> Perry and Kane on the Oilers together is quite possibly the worst combination in human history. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. I can think that's a little uh, yeah. bit of a Perry, hyperbole. Kane. On the Oilers is how I read that one. Like, this is from a Calgary-based tweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, as sort of, of all teams, right? The Oilers, these two guys. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Um, <laughs> poor Calgary.
0: <clears throat> Here we have
1: uh, Brian Kerlock.
0: It's Brian Kerlock? Bruce. Oh, Bruce Kerlock. I can never... He he just goes by B. Kerlock, and then oh, I, I got does. it wrong once, and now I can't remember what it is, if it's Brian or Bruce. Bruce. Bruce Kerlock. Okay. Quote, if signing Corey Perry prevents trading for a slow-footed right-handed forward in exchange for a third-round draft pick and a 24-year-old right-hand D prospect who projects in the top four, I'm all for it, unquote. So this was a sly shot at the trade for Bugstad last year, which Mm -hmm. saw the Oilers gave up a third-round draft pick and Mike Kesselring, who's kind of... who's doing pretty well in Arizona this year. I haven't checked lately, but um, you know, and yeah, fair comment, Bruce. I I felt like this is a free one. This is like Kane. You're not trading anything. You're not giving up anything. You're, you're, and you're paying seriously. Well, you're probably paying under market, um, certainly for Kane when they signed him and probably for Perry as well. Um, At this point, because of the player's little bit of a checkered past and the owners, if he wants to come here, you just have to take less money because of the cap situation. So, um, but yeah, that was, I mean, I don't know how I feel about the Bugstad trade now. You're trying to win the cup. Um,
1: Nick Bugstad checked a whole lot of boxes, but as I said earlier, so does Corey Perry, and he didn't cost what Bugstad cost. And two of them was that they were big and right-hand shots. Uh, and uh, uh, slow, slow bottom six forwards, and then, of course, hindsight says that that uh, uh, bugstad had a tough time against uh, Vegas because he was asked to play on the second line, which was not really the the role he was best suited for, and he got put up against Eichel, and it was a mismatch. And anyways, they they. They got the player. They got a huge discount on him, a three hundred thousand below league minimum because of the retention. You know, they they pay, they were paying for a lot when yeah. they were getting Bugstad, and uh, and they paid. And Kesselring. I mean, who knew? Here he is in the NHL already. Twenty-seven games, eleven points. Oh, well, good for him. Good for him. You know, so, yeah, outstanding. He's a guy you and I followed him for a long time.
0: You he know, he to his dad a lot at one yeah. Point. Vinny Deharnais got ahead of him mm-hmm. in um, in uh, Bakersfield. And, you know, things that worked out just a little bit different. Kesselring could be the Oilers' third pairing. Right shot D-man, not Vinny Deharnais. All right. Here's from uh, Oilers fan Wheat and Oil. He says, quote, look, I think it's pretty clear that the Oilers were never going to lose again. So I think it's fair to say that every loss from here on is Kerry, Corey Perry's fault
1: wheat's <laughs> we, we, logic is you know it's irrefutable uh,
0: it is it is <laughs> here's from here's lauren uh tweeter lauren lauren a quote if you are having mixed emotions with cory perry signing in edmonton you may be eligible for financial compensation <laughs> End quote uh, kind of right. a funny sign of the times kind of quote, I guess, or humor. Sign of the times humor. Let's see if we got any final ones here, Bruce. Uh having trouble
1: scrolling down on my computer.
0: I, I love it when there's these big um, signings and all these different people with different points of view weigh in.
1: Mm-hmm. I find
0: it fascinating. It's my favorite part of these big deals is... Yeah like i'm not scrap like because i'm you know in the past i would have been scrambling to go over bits of video and try to make my own assessment of the right. player's talent and i just realized like uh, that is you you can't do that i don't think you can look at the stats and look at you you have to to really come up with a credible opinion on a player my my opinion is you got to watch him about 20 his last 20 games at least and every shift and see how he's doing and I don't have, to, I don't have the ax, access of the time to do that. So now I just like hearing what everybody else has mm-hmm. to say and all the different points of views uh, because there, there's a lot of wisdom and there's a lot of funny comments as well.
1: All I, right. I, well, I have many long years of, of, uh, of experience of facing that player, you know, as an adversary on the Ducks all those years. Yes. And... So there's sort of this body of knowledge already, and I'm I'm looking forward to his next 20 games. I don't need to look back at the last 20 because he's going to play right before our eyes. The decision well, is right. made. We're going to see him. Let's see what he does.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's that as well, Bruce. Like, mm-hmm. what, what can we do about it? Um, what does it matter? And what I worry about, though, is if I take a strong opinion on the day of the signing, that will mm-hmm. color. I'll spend the next 20, you know, the next... 200 games trying to justify my opinion and uh i don't want to have to <laughs> i don't want to do that i'd rather just be on the fence initially and then rate him every game as he goes and we'll see see where this takes us all right we'll f- uh we'll finish off with orders fan uh rob soria quote well clearly they are not messing around perry gives the orders something in the bottom six they do not have anyone who isn't happy with his signing you are
1: confused I quote. <laughs> conflicted is a better word like there's a lot of people that have you know specific animus towards a particular player and it's hard to suddenly go what you know you struggle with Cassian Bruce, for oh, years yeah. Cassian you never really was, got over that Cassian was that was that was that was hard what he did to Gagne and uh, what he subsequently did to Gagne was pretty hard to accept at the time, and it was always there in the background. It was part of that history. Um,
0: uh, if we'll bring in Brandon Manning to Edmonton, we will bring in anybody. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, I didn't even—I don't know. Like, I—I I was okay with them bringing in Brandon Manning too. Like. I just—it's well, it's, this is you weren't It's pro hockey. Anything that that makes the might make your team better. I didn't. Again, I didn't know if Brandon Manning would work out or not. He obviously didn't. Didn't come close,
1: man. I just heard what McDavid said about it. What the hell are you bringing him in here for?
0: Yeah. Oh, did he complain at the time?
1: Oh, he talked about Manning. What Manning said to him on the ice the next game after the injury, and uh-huh. how uh, Manning was. Uh, <clears throat> Bad mouthing. I mean, he, and he just said that his, Manning is the least classiest player in the NHL, or words to that. And then Sherrill traded for him. Like,
0: I don't even know if hello. I was aware of that. Maybe I would have thought differently. <laughs> oh, well,
1: that, I think you probably wrote about it, but it's lost in yeah. the in the sands of outrageous statements over time. But uh, uh, McDavid. I mean, McDavid was still very young, of course. I, I'm not sure he was even 20 when he when that came out, but.
0: Yeah. Alrighty, Bruce. I think we're done, man. Any final yeah. thoughts? Any
1: uh... well, Jackie B? She talked about not taking uh, Derek Ryan's number ten. So the other number Perry's worn in his career, including in uh, Chicago this year, is ninety-four. And I don't think there's any ninety-four in the orders right now, right? But something tells me he's not going to take number ninety-four, which is in the in the rafters it just isn't there yet you know the ryan smith old number but my suggestion for you cory perry number 24 that you are for team canada i think that's open
0: i think he's taken number 90 i read somewhere but i don't know if that's accurate that may be inaccurate i I just read that online so that's just probably fake news but i think I i did read that but i don't know if it's true or not i don't know if that was confirmed or anything 24? That's Brad Malone's number, Bruce. I resent you uh, taking taking away Yeah, I
1: know. You're right. I mean, <laughs> even as I did that to Tyler Benson.
0: I know. That Derek, was a so shock. For Derek
1: Broussard, who was no Corey Perry, you know, just saying. But anyways, he can take whatever number he likes. That's just kind of the the one that worked in my head. But.
0: Did they do it for Broussard
1: or was it for Ekholm? Or, no. Well, Devin Shore moved from 14 to 19 for... Oh,
0: that's right.
1: And Tyler Benson got sent down to the minors and then had his number given to a guy acquired at the trade deadline saying, if you come, you know, there's so little chance of you coming back, we gave your number to another player. Anyways, um... All I can add is that the one thing they have that in the room that they didn't for is a, is a Stanley cup experience. And it's, um, uh, a long, um, uh, been thought that that team should have at least somebody there that's been through. And of course the Oilers have Paul Coffey now won four Stanley cups. Um, uh, but he's not there in the players only meetings, right. And such. And, and, uh, Corey Perry not only won the Stanley Cup, he won the uh, Olympic Games, he won the World Championships, he won the World Cup of Hockey. Oh yeah, as a junior in 2005, he played on the best world junior team ever that won the gold medal in 2005 and he played on one of the very best Canadian junior hockey teams ever, London Knights that uh, cleaned up cleaned out uh, Sidney Crosby in the uh, Memorial Cup Final uh, and so he is one of only two players in the history of hockey; the other one being Scott Niedermeyer, to win all six of those cups in his career. This guy has won on every level that you can imagine. And to me, as a you know a big fan of international hockey, it probably means more to me than it does to to some. But geez, I mean, he's been in what four four Stanley Cup Finals.
0: He's the uh, he's the Barry Stafford of hockey players. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he is the uh, survivor. And
0: Barry Stafford.
1: To play another day.
0: Barry Stafford, for people who don't know, was the trainer of the orders for a long time. And also for Team Canada's world championship teams. He, he was on more championship teams than anyone in hockey, I think, um, through the 80s and 90s.
1: He was on yeah. Gregor's show maybe last week. Did you catch that? No. I meant to mention it to you. I'm sure it's on the archives. He was their mystery guest of the day. I think they do it on a Wednesday, so it might have yeah. been. And they had a talk. And, and Gregor listed some of his accomplishments. And I'm going, holy moly, I didn't realize that. You know, it's a few more championships here and there. The guy was uh, the guy was on the bench for a long time. Yeah.
0: Bruce, so I'm going to end. There's I've... Talked about this study before, but I always think of this study when they bring in old players. It's a study of wolf packs in Yellowstone Park. And over the years, they studied, packs. wolf packs go to war on each other and have vicious fights to the death. And what they found, uh, count, somewhat counterintuitively, was over time was the packs with the old wolves did better. So that's all I'm saying about them
1: bringing in, Corey.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah, well, I think he checks a few boxes of Ken Collins.